Welcome back to Country and Cold Cans, presented by the Cold Cans Network. I'm Logan, sitting here with Trucker Andy, PK Kyle, and Classic Rock Carter. All right, fellas, I'm going to jump right into it. I went to go see Parker McCollum this past Saturday, and before I get into my experience at the show, Andy, you'll get this probably more than Kyle will. Carter, you might remember some of this, but I'm back. I'm back. And what I mean by that, Andy, you remember back in the day when... I used to uh, help sneak people into bars underage and sneak people into concerts in areas we weren't supposed to be. You were quite yeah, adept at this so. yourself. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. It's easier it, than most people think. It's a lot easier. It's, if you walk in somewhere with confidence and you act like you're supposed to be there, people don't question you. So yeah, Exactly. Well, this past Saturday, um, we went to the Parker McCollum Show, Red Hat Amphitheater, which is the amphitheater downtown, about 6,000 people total uh, capacity at that place. The same place that a young Andy took his shirt off in the rain while he was at a Papa Roach concert. Um, I love I don't it. see why that, that just sounds like something you would do normally. I just imagine you sitting there with a wife beater on and uh, smoking a cigarette and then it starts raining. So then you just take your, uh, throw the cigarette down on the ground and then just take your, uh, wife beater off and set it on the, on your shoulder with a flat bill hat with a tattoo. This is no regrets just cause it was no. a Papa Roach show. It's the only reason that that's my shirt stuck weighed out in my head. 10 pounds. It was raining so hard. <laughs> Who's down to his last resort. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, but Red Hat's a, a good venue. Andy's been there. I don't know if the other guys have, but uh, so we went there Saturday, and um, but the, this was a rescheduled show from January because Parker was supposed to play at the Ritz, which is a smaller indoor venue, holds about, I think, 2,000 people there. Um, so a much bigger venue. It snowed the day back in January, and we were supposed to go see him then. So it got rescheduled for June 4th, uh, which was last Saturday. And because we had bought tickets, the group that I was with back in January for the show at the smaller venue, everybody, and we didn't know this. So everybody that had tickets to that show, we walked in, showed them our tickets, and they told us, oh, yeah, you guys are up front in the pit by the stage. And we were like, no, 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 no. We're like, we're probably in the back somewhere. We were like, we don't you have must tickets have the up wrong there. people. Yeah, really. I think you're. I think you're mistaken. They were like, looked at it again. They're like, no, you're. You're all up there at the front in the pit. And we were like, well, oh yeah, brother, let's go. Like, didn't expect that. So we get up there, and then we realized that everyone had pit tickets except for my younger brother. My younger brother had bought a ticket the night before. He didn't have pit tickets, and he was just standing back. And my younger brother was a little bit more shy than I am. He was standing back, and he's pointing off to the right, and he goes, "My my seat's over here." And I told him, I said, "You didn't drive all the way here." to go sit by yourself amongst a bunch of strangers. I said, just come on. He goes, no, 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 no. My seat's over here. I said, no, 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 just come here. So I show him my two tickets, <clears throat> which was really for me and another buddy of ours, but our other buddy just kind of slid off to the side and this was not planned. Will was just a trooper. Will, Will just stood off to the side for whatever reason. And the, everybody was talking amongst themselves to the two guys that were checking tickets before they give you the pit wristband. And I noticed that there was a little bit of confusion. So I was like, perfect. I was like, this is where it's my time to shine. Let me see if I can do like I used to do. Let me see if I truly am back. Well, I told the guy, I said, yeah, he, he checked both our tickets. And I kind of just moved my hand like this towards my younger brother. And the guy next to him says, yeah, yeah, I che just check these guys' tickets. And so I was like, Landon, stick out your wrist. Stick out your wrist. So he just stuck out his wrist and looked at me. And they gave him a pit ticket. And we were like, hot damn, he's in the pit. So oh, I was boy. just like, we pulled a classic. Well Carter, you, you you may have been with us on some of those escapades, but I know that you've heard us talk about them a million and one times back well, in the younger days. I was on a days. few of those. I was on a few they of those. Were they scanning tickets? So this they no, they checked it because um, you scan the ticket when to get in the venue. But this is like after you're in, they see where your seats are, and you have to show them proof that you you belong in the pit. And I didn't think I belonged I, in the pit, but I, I was just in the done pit. The, you could have done the classic pass too if that one didn't work. And you I thought about twice. that too. Thought about that too. That would have been the um this the last resort, but it all worked out. So landing had to be in the pit with us. A lot of fun. But so real quick about the a uh, couple things about the concert. What was cool about seeing Parker McCollum this year, Andy? I think it was what was it April of 2019 or so, something like that. We saw him three years ago at uh, City Limit Saloon R.I.P. Uh, now closed down. Only a few hundred people were there because, I mean, Parker was much more of a regional act at the time. He hadn't signed his major label deal, uh, just definitely more of the Texas scene. He's, he sold that place out. It was packed, but it was still just a few hundred people that could fit in that place. Fast forward three years later, man, 
Redhead Amphitheater is not as big as Walnut Creek, but it's 6,000 people. You're talking about going from a few hundred to selling out 6,000 people in three years. That's incredible. It's impressive. Like, no doubt. But how does the com- the pit compare to like where we were at City Limits? Where at City Limits, where were we? I don't know, 30 feet from the stage because it's so, a small place, backed up to the bar. You don't even have to move, just turn around, and you're there. Uh, nothing will ever beat that type of experience because I've said many times it's small little rock clubs, small little honky tonk places, places like City Limits. Nothing will beat seeing a concert there. But if the artist is going to get popular enough, that's a short window you have. We were fortunate we saw him there. But Andy, the pit was fun, but City Limits show definitely beat it. Not no I've doubt never about been to that. A pit. Have, yeah, you kind of have. I thought we saw Eric Church in the pit one time. We had seats. Is that that's not the pit though? No, nah, we were right outside the pit. The then. Pit. You're right. You're right. We were right outside the pit. I don't even think I could see Eric Church by the time he got on stage. Was that because of the tall person in front of you, or because of the liquid courage you were drinking all night? Yeah, the liquid that we found down in the basement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but no, like the the Parker show at, at City Limits definitely was uh, a def, uh, definitely a better experience, I would say, because I I just love those small venues, but. Um, Kyle, you would have liked this. He he led off the show. First song he played was Young Man's Blues. And mm, dude, it, it's absolute bold. fire. Absolute yeah. fire. When you the first show, uh, first song he plays of the show gets into that, everybody just starts screaming. And the crowd there is definitely younger than it used to be, Andy. His crowd is like we're the older folks at his show now. Because we're around his age as it is, but it's a lot of college kids. It's a lot of kids right out of college. Lots of old row shirts everywhere. And it's definitely way more of a female heavy crowd than it used to be. No doubt. Um, I think that's kind of to be expected because, you know, as we've always said, women and Andy think that he's a very attractive man. So, I mean, facts are facts. (laughs) Straight facts, no printer, homie. Hey, my fault. He's pretty. Who would have been screaming louder in the front row, Andy or the young women? I think it would have been tit for tat, but I think Andy mm-hmm. might would have had him if he had a few of those wikis in him. Mm-hmm. Now, the mm-hmm. the one thing about this show that I think that they're really going to have to get this under control is they ran out of cold beer at almost every spot That's before unex- before he even before he even went on. Unacceptable. Yeah, they had to like start bringing in boxes of beer. And it's just hot. Be, and, yeah, and it is yeah. hot, and then it has to sit there and cool. Thankfully, I like IPA, so I was I was gonna drink some lighter beer or a um or one of those Topo Chico seltzers. Check those out; those are good. No free shout outs, but Topo Chico is good. Um, but they were all out, so I had to wait. So I, thankfully, they had pernicious that was cold because people weren't drinking those, and so I had that. But my thing is, I told this drunk dude in front of me. Uh, he looked like he was about twenty two years old. I said, "Buddy, I said they're already out of beer." He goes, "I know, it's a damn shame." I was like, "If they ran out of beer this early at a Parker show." October 20th, when Co Wetzel comes to town, they need to be triple stocked. That's what I was thinking. There is going to be riots if yeah. they run out. Can you imagine before Co even hits the stage if they're like running low on beer? People That's are not a recipe. Throwing chairs. <laughs> are the chairs still not bolted down there? No. Yeah. yeah um, problems. Co's band will probably drink as much as half the people that show drink i know with the little chug buddies they had yeah they'll drink they'll probably put down just like a third of what they so yeah yeah yeah, they've got to do better that you can't run out of beer yeah and andy i will say you will appreciate this there were uh for this show it said it was because only in all caps on the email i got this show which means it was more than likely the artist's decision uh no vaccine passports to get in that's the way it should be yeah, I mean, I agree with that. We did a we did a whole episode on that, but but yeah, I mean, it's definitely a fun time. The only thing I could say as an older fan that I wish he had done a little more of, but I get why he didn't. the The set was primarily all from uh, the new record, Gold Chain Cowboy. A little he bit of Hollywood Gold. He played a hell of a year. I can't breathe. Um, meet you in the middle. Um, and then that's what I'm getting at. The, my younger brother's favorite song, first song you ever heard of Parker's, was Misunderstood. And then I was told Landon, Landon said, this is the only song I really want to hear. I was like, well, I mean, you got to understand the song's a little older now. It's not one of the really massive hits he's had. I said, it may not play it. Well, Parker starts, gets up there and he goes, you know, we've been looking at the, I've been playing the new record and I love it, but I, I've been looking back at some of the old 
uh, albums. And I, I've been like, we need to add a couple of these into the set list. And there's one that just jumped out at me when I was looking at probably wrong. He's like, so I'm going to play you guys an old one. Here's misunderstood. And I looked at my brother and pointed at him. So yeah, he definitely played it. It was awesome to hear that one live again. Also my favorite song. Yeah. Hell of a song. But if you guys have a chance to see Parker, definitely check him out. Um, uh, a lot of fun at his show. And I would say, try to see him somewhere at the size of red hat before he ends up playing places like PNC and Walnut Creek that have 15 to 19,000 people. Cause you know, the bigger the shows get, they're still fun, but it's a, it's not it's more of a party rather than going for the music. And um, so I, I like these midsize and smaller venues better. But hell of a show uh, by Parker McCollum definitely would go back. So, so you're telling me you had about half as much fun as you did at the AEW show, <laughs> I, dude Carter. I ain't gonna lie, man. That was a fun time at the AEW show. They had those. Uh, um, pink Whitney drinks from Ryan Whitney from Barstool's Spit and Chicklets podcast. And then on top of that, we were, we had really good seats to Carter found for us. And we, uh, Sting came out. And I mean, the whole nine, like Chris Jericho, and then my new favorite AEW guy, Adam Cole. That was a lot of fun. Different type of fun at a concert, I'd say. But both were, both it. were fun. Yeah. Gave you my, I gave you my, my political answer. Both, both <laughs> were fun, just very different types of fun. <laughs> but, anyways. Uh, yeah, so let's move into our uh, rundown of a few new songs that have come up. Um, we did the last two weeks we've been doing, we did the Zach Bryan review part one, part two for those 30, that 34 track album. So we haven't really done single songs and what probably this it's been two weeks at least. So, um, this week we have a few songs that have come out, not just in the past week, but over the last couple weeks. And, um, uh, we'll start off with one that Andy, were you the one that sent this one, the Adam Hood and Miranda Lambert song, or was that me? Oh, I don't know. I know it was on there, so could go. I don't think. I think it was you, okay. but it was on mine as well. So, but I'm not. Yeah, I think it was you. All right. So the first one is a song by Adam Hood. He has Miranda Lambert singing harmony uh, called "Harder Stuff." Uh, play a clip, and then we'll be right back. Lately, I just been hanging on. I love. So Harder Stuff by Adam Hood featuring Miranda Lambert. Um, I'll start with this one. I really like this song. Um, I, I love how it's basically just a story about that point in your life where you realize that if you want your life to continue and to be successful, you kind of have to give up some of your the folly of your younger ways. In this case, being like whether you want to go as far as saying substance abuse, but definitely like problems with alcohol. Um, I think my favorite line in the entire song was, uh, these days the liquor don't write my songs. Um, yeah, I mean, there's just that, how many artists have we seen that have gotten sober and they've said that it's, they're a lot, you know, more clear minded and it's helped them out with their, their songwriting and helped them kind of have a, a better path as an artist. So I really dig this one. Uh, what do you think, Kyle? Uh, my favorite verse is the verse right after yours. I don't think it's right for a family man to build a house on shifting sands. Um, I think uh, I really, like you said, it's really, there's a lot of artists that have gotten sober or battled some kind of demons, but I think uh, a common um, denominator on a lot of those things is primarily children or a wife. I think this song is uh, alluding to that where he, he realizes there's, there's other people that are dependent upon him to to get himself straight. It's not just him anymore. And uh, I I didn't even know Miranda Lambert was in this song. I can't really hear. Yeah, I mean she's I singing harmony. It. It's not a deal yeah, yet, but yeah, I didn't know it until I, you know just happened to look. But because he's so much louder than her in the song. Yeah, yeah, I mean 
Uh, yeah. He is. I think that obviously Moran is a much bigger star, so it helps that you're yeah. friends. So it helps that when she does, you know, backing vocals like that to put her on the track listing because it catches people's eye more so yeah. in the in the uh, Spotify playlists. Yeah, this I've been, I've been trying all day to de- decide. Like how to categorize the song because it's it's kind of country, but it's also kind of something else that I just can't quite figure out what it is. I'm kind of with you on that. I've been thinking about that too. Like it, it's obviously country, but it's not like it's like old school traditional country. No, I just a hundred percent of the way. I just can't quite put my finger on what it is. Maybe adult you know? contemporary. Maybe I I even hear an element of like a little bit of like blues. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, yeah. I, I, dig, I, I dig this one a lot. Yeah, it does. It sounds actually kind of like an an artist that I can't put my tip of a, it's on the tip of my tongue or brain or whatever. But uh, yeah, I agree with everything y'all said. I uh, the only critique that I have, I guess, in a writing sense, I would just be curious to know more specifically what he means by harder stuff. I. I think the the song could have had a few more words in there and added that in there. That's my only critique of it. Yeah, I think by harder stuff, this was my interpretation of it. I think it was it was not saying harder stuff as in drugs. It was harder stuff yeah, as so, yeah, in yeah, yeah, yeah. avoiding vices and being a responsible family man. To Kyle's point that he pointed out in the lyrics, Carter, what do you think? Um, well, when I will say that it's I was listening to I was doing my homework while uh, I was cooking dinner. Uh, grilling outside about an hour ago. Uh, so I've only had one listen to each of these. There's, that uh, Burger King experience came in handy tonight on the grill. <laughs> yeah, I wish. <laughs> um, so about as soon as I heard it uh, start up and I looked at the title and I went, ah, oh, hell, this is going to be another I'm drinking because my girl left me song. And I was pleasantly surprised that it wasn't. Um, it's almost the exact opposite. It literally... I very much appreciate the message of I can handle my issues that go on in life without alcohol, without resorting to drugs. I took it. I took harder stuff to mean the harder problems in life. Right. You know, when you, when you have those arguments with your significant other, when you go through deaths or hardships, you know, a lot of people turn to the bottle. And this was a song that's like, you don't need to do that. You don't, you're not really an adult. You're not really a man. If every time something goes wrong in your life, you get drunk. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I appreciated the hell. I appreciate the hell out of that. And I mean, they sounded fantastic. I love the sound of the song. Uh, It gets a nice thumbs up from me. Hey, look at that. We have a positive review on a country song from Classic Rock Carter. This was actually a mostly positive set of songs here. So, yeah. So that's uh, Adam Hood featuring Miranda Lambert, Harder Stuff. Um, <clears throat> all right. Next up, we have someone who I think is uh, a bright spot within the mainstream of country music. Um, I think this is just my initial gut reaction with this song. I think that this one's going to be split amongst the show. I don't know who's going to be for it, who's going to be against it outside of myself. But this is one by Lainey Wilson uh, called Heart Like a Truck and play a clip. All right, Andy. Lainey Wilson, Heart Like a Truck, because I know how much you love truck songs. Um, first thing I have to say about this song is you cannot trust Spotify lyrics. I have confirmed that with this song. I confirmed it, it too. I know exactly what you're talking about. She says L-E-T foot when it, that is clearly not what that says. Nope. So can't trust Spotify lyrics. They do not, they don't know jack shit, but, um, <laughs> I actually, I, I really like the song. I hate the title line. I like everything else. I like the analogies to it, but just don't like when she says truck i just it just i don't know at least bad taste in my mouth like everything else about it though i knew that andy is has gone hard against truck songs so kyle what do you think just anything but truck 
Um, yeah. Heart like a Tesla. <laughs> Got to recharge it every once in a while. That could almost work. You've just remixed the song, Logan. <laughs> um, I like Lainey Wilson. I just, I just don't like the. I guess it was is a falsetto or where, where she likes just got a heart like a truck. I'm just like, eh, it's, it's just it's cringe almost. <laughs> I just it just doesn't do it for me. The rest of the song is not is pretty good. It's just if you could just cut the chorus. I think the, the title would, line. Yeah, I just the chorus I got a heart like line. a well, well I think I, I'm, I guess it's the chorus. You know, she's like, I got a heart like a truck. And the way she just says it, it just is it's just kind of cringe and it just <laughs> ruins whatever vibe I get from this song. And the other part I really don't like is where like the the beat kind of speeds up a little bit, like uh, two thirds away of the song. It just it almost does well. It just doesn't do enough. I just can't. I just can't do the. I just can't do that. I got a heart like a truck. The way she said, it, I just can't do it. I, I just. I mean, that's all. I, it just doesn't do it for me. <laughs> I just. All right, classic. Annoys classic, me. Classic Rock Carter. I think I know how you're going to rule on this. And I, I, you guys are all so far spot on with what I thought you were going to say. Let's see what Carter has to think. So uh, maybe to the surprise of a lot of people, I like this song a lot. Um, that does surprise me. Yeah, yeah. So I've always been a big advocate of how all country songs use the same friggin' analogies, the same topics. Every song wants to talk about dirt roads. Every song wants to talk about their trucks. Every song wants to talk about drinking. Yippee-ki-yay, I've heard it a million friggin' times. Now, <laughs> that's mostly because they do a lot of the same stuff over and over and over again. You can pretty much, you hear that the song's about a dirt road, you can probably already know what they're going to talk about before they even get to the lyrics. Heart Like a Truck, despite being a song that uses a lot of truck terminology, I dig how she expands upon the analogy used right there in the lyrics. I, I dig how she pretty much associates many different aspects of her heart having the makeup and needing to be treated exactly like you treat your vehicle. Um, and I was kind of surprised that the two of you didn't really like her voice. I thought she killed it. I thought I, I she had a very great Carter. voice. Um, no, I, I like, I, think I said that I like her voice. I just don't like the, it isn't like the phrasing on that one word. Mm. Yeah. I just don't like the, course it's just it's just kind of cringe in my personal like opinion she, she holds that note at the end and it just kills it with that um yeah this honestly gets two thumbs up from me i like it better than the last song that surprises me and you know what i agree with you because this was one that i what's funny is i sent you guys this without even listening to it if i'm being honest it's first i think it was first one i sent y'all or I, I first one i put on the playlist didn't listen to it. I was Second. like, I said, this will be interesting to me just because it's either going to go one or two ways. I saw the title, but then I saw the artist. I trust Lanny Wilson because I'm a big fan of her music. But at the same time, the name of the song is Heart Like a Truck. And my initial bias coming into it was uh, we got another truck song. I don't hate truck songs as much as Andy does and as much as Carter does. But, you know, we've heard a million and one of those over the last however umpteen years. But then I listened to it. And I liked everything about it because it was one of those songs that, yes, is using a truck as an analogy, but it's using it in a different way that I haven't heard many times. It isn't just saying the truck is who I am. It's like saying to Carter's point that how her heart uh, it, it, it is like an old reliable truck. It can be a little beat up and, you know, it, it just it kind of hammers the point home and takes an old idea and kind of gives it a new spin to it. And then I also thank Carter towards the end of that song, like you were talking about when she hits that note, she has a little bit of rasp in her voice. Oh, dude, that was killer. I was like, hell mm -hmm. yeah, I love that. So yeah, it gives me, I, I got two thumbs up on it too. 
But that y'all were all a little surprising on that. You guys kind of were about where I thought you were. Carter, you shocked me because I thought you were going to hate it. (laughs) I like the analogies. I just wish anything but truck. I would have been more okay with old Silverado. I just, just not the word truck. I just, I don't know. I just don't like that line. I even like the analogies. I'm with Andy. It just, it's just cringe when she says truck. I just don't know. Yeah. Just immediately got annoyed and disinterested in the rest. Out of heart like a Ford. I mean, I would have. That sounds better. better. Yeah, that's hard like a Ford. Got a dent in the door. Logan, you have to just start remixing songs. (laughs) I mean, I mean, yeah, anything is better than truck. Truck is just like just so played out. So. But that's uh, hard. Heart like a Ford F-150 XLT crew cab. <laughs> With a slight lift. F-100 would have worked good because that also indicates that it's an old truck. What about an S-10 Chevy? Good. F-100, <laughs> I think would go. I think F-100 would sound better. Everybody would be having to, most people would have to Google what an F-100 is. Well, they're not real Americans. <laughs> yeah. All right. So that's Heart Like a Truck by Lenny Wilson. All right. Next up, we have Ronnie Dunn featuring, featuring Jake Worthington uh, with a song that was one of the promotional singles he released off his upcoming record. On that record, he actually is going to be doing a song with Parker McCollum, too, which I'm hype about hearing. But this one's called Honky Tonk Town. Find me a honky tonk town, one that plays that honky tonk sound. So many neon lights, it looks like it's burning down. Gotta find me a place like that. Behind those swinging doors, I hang my hat. Point it out on the map, I head out right now. To that honky tonk town. All right, CRC, does this make you want to go to a honky tonk town? This absolutely makes me want to go to a honky tonk town. This was my favorite song up here. This this is like it's incredibly nineties sounding, early two thousands sounding. This is this is the country music I like. It's fun. It's upbeat. I love the sound of Ronnie Dunn's voice. I mean, of course, you know Brooks and Dunn are literally like one of the big names of. 90s 2000s music he literally was one of the ones that was doing all those songs that i liked so hell yeah two thumbs up from crc all right kyle what about you known roddy dunn fan kyle acres stan stan not stan Stan. Stan, my bad i'm not hip with the lingo with the kids use on the interwebs um yeah no roddy dunn doesn't make bad music so it's not deep not really anything to it just sounds phenomenal just great music all around and any any new ronnie dunn welcome in my book so second best song in the playlist i'm gonna retweet both of you uh on this um like you said not reinventing the wheel from a songwriting perspective but it doesn't have to jake worthington also has a great voice but ronnie dunn has one of the best voice uh, voices in country music history this is super like neo-traditional country from like the i would say even the early to mid 90s this is arguably country or the most of brooks and dunn's music and it just it has that fun kind of like uh bounciness to it and i i love country music like this so i'm with you guys on this i know andy over there mr trucker andy hates 90s country so andy what'd you think of honky talk town by ronnie dunn and jake worthington i don't disagree with you guys on that but it's not something I'm going to come back to because of the lyrics. I just don't care. But uh, is Ronnie Dunn's voice aged at all? No. He's one of the oh, few like, people like that hasn't. He still sounds the same as he did 25 years ago. 30 years ago. I think he drug test him. I think he's saying voice steroids. <laughs> voice steroids. <laughs> He's what in his sixties now? Well into his sixties. So he's probably in, he, him and the Hank Jr. are about the same age. Damn, almost seventy. I think yeah. he's eating Vicks. <laughs> he's eating Vicks. I've heard that's a trick. When your voice starts to go away, you eat Vicks, and it, uh, is it not poisonous? It'll, it'll. I, I think you just take like a little bit. 
It'll moisturize nice. your cords. Yeah, got him, boy Carter. <laughs> yeah, at least he's uh sixteen now. <laughs> Andy, you're right though. His voice hasn't uh, degraded at all. Like a lot of people. Like, don't get. I'm a huge, huge Alan Jackson fan. But if you hear Alan Jackson live now, it's it's a it's a shell of what it used to be. Um, and that's not a negative. I mean, everybody that happens to everybody as they get older. But Alan Jackson is one of my favorite artists. So I'm not saying anything negative, but Ronnie Dunn is one of the few exceptions that into his older age, his voice is still strong. Yeah. Work yeah. of art. Yeah. So that's honky tonk town by Ronnie Dunn, Jake Reddington. All right. One more veering away from country music here on this one. Right. Time to bring in the rock and roll. Austin Mead varsity type. Just a regular guy Wishing for a girl who sees me as the valuable type I'd rather write a song That keeps you right at home Pick up the telephone to keep me from Yeah, so this Varsity Type by Austin Mead Andrew Our favorite trucker oh. in the United States of America What do you think? Uh, first of all, song straight slaps The uh, I I like his just the mood that Austin Mead like writes with like the attitude he has about like lyrically. I like like the high school like pettiness of this song. I I, I dig that. And also uh fuck 'em anyways. Eh, classical line. That's going to stand for years. <laughs> Andy's going to get that framed and put it in his truck. <laughs> fuck him anyways. Tattooed. Austin tattooed Mead on my forehead. Tattooed on his back. <laughs> He's still got a little space. Yep, just a wee bit. <laughs> Kyle, what do you think? Uh, absolute banger. This is the same shit that I listened to in high school. And I love this type of music. I agree with Andy. I love how just petty it is. And I love that it's just like a big middle finger to... He writes like he's writing with his right hand and he's just holding a middle finger up with his left hand, which is just hilarious. Um and like I said, I love this type of music. It's it was my high school, um, the kind of alternative rock that I was listening to, and I never quite grew out of it. So this was the this is the best song on the playlist, in my opinion. All right, CRC, varsity type. All right, uh, honestly, I I wasn't a huge fan of this. Y'all showed me this Aww. song last week Ooh. and i kind of expressed that i thought i was meh on it and i'm still the same way um i think it's a bit chaotic lyrically and doesn't really flow very well with the tune um and that's some people's jam i mean i'm not saying this is a shit song this is not really my type of thing uh i in the middle that's not, it's not it's not bad i'm not gonna i'm not gonna give it thumbs down because it's not bad it's just not my thing i'm in the middle respectable yeah. so i didn't grow up listening to this type of music like you guys did this is a type of music that i've kind of become a fan of later in life um and a lot of that even though this isn't exactly like this a lot of that is due to my fandom of Co Wetzel has gotten me more to being open to this type of music than i used to be um i also think that because these dudes are from texas and they're singing about things that I understand a little more than some of that stuff that you guys used to listen to. That I still sometimes don't understand what those bands from the two thousands are talking about. I think the lyrics are more relatable to me. So I think that's why I'm, it was never the music. I think it was the lyrics. I didn't find it relatable in that type style of music. Whereas this, I to back up what you guys were saying. I love the, the kind of the angst that he has that he's singing with, that he's the tone that he's singing with the, what he writes in, what he's kind of like saying he, the last few songs he's had going back even to the last record um, that we've covered on this show. It's been almost like looking at like, he's the, the outcast in high school. Like he's the loser yeah. and the, the, the misunderstood, you know, kid wearing black in the corner as opposed to being the, on the in crowd and being quote unquote, the varsity type. I like this a lot. I'm not going to give it as high of a thumbs up as you guys are because it still isn't my genre of choice, but I, I do like it a lot more than I used to. So I'm going to give it a light thumbs up. Um, I'm a fan. 
I'll throw it in a playlist and listen to it again. So I, I'd say too, I guess the better what I was saying is that he writes with an insecurity in most of his yeah, songs. Yeah, that, which that's I there throughout. That. Yeah, I, I dig that. Yeah, I, I think that's spot on. I appreciate that. So, but yeah, that's a uh, varsity type of Austin Mead. All right. Uh, that's our weekly song roundup. All right, so now we're, it's draft time again, folks. Uh, we've done a couple episodes where we're reviewing records, and now it's time to bring back the draft. We're introducing the wheel into this week where we're just going to determine the draft order because Andy and Kyle got tired of me always being better than them at Rock, Paper, Scissors. And so I would have to stop listening to them complaining about losing in Rock, Paper, Scissors because everybody knows what game Kyle is good at. It's not Rock, Paper, Scissors. It's pro, it's, pro it's wrestler. Just, it's, it's just the Bible verse. <laughs> So <laughs> we're going to uh, we're going to bring in the wheel. For those of you on YouTube, you'll see it. For those of you that are not, we'll tell you who wins. But um, we've got it set up over here. With me, Kyle, Classic Rock Carter and Trucker Andy, um, whoever gets picked first is going to be obviously the first pick, so on and so forth. Well, uh, we're going to be drafting the five guys for each team, and it's going to be the best bald people and the the rules are simple. It's typically going to be like a, a famous person, whether it's an athlete, a, a pro wrestler, a, a celebrity, an actor or whatever musician, but they have to be bald and you can't pick two people that are the same person. So say if there's an actor that's bald, but he plays a character, you can't pick the character and the real life person. It's one or the other. So, so for, for an example, you can't pick both Arnold Schwarzenegger and the Terminator. Yes, yes. Arnold Schwarzenegger's not bald. Yeah, but, I, I understand, but I'm just making an example yeah, about yeah. saying a bald guy. A bald guy, <laughs> yeah. So we're going to do uh, the bald guy draft today. All right, let's determine who, who picks first. Let's spin the wheel. And the first selection in the bald guy draft Ooh. is PK Kyle. Suck it. Suck it. <laughs> uh, I'm going, okay. Uh, hold on. My, hold on. We're going to set the draft order first. Okay. Yeah, second pick. Idea. After PK Kyle, the secondary pick is Classic Rock Carter. Yeah. I think we all know who <laughs> Carter's going to pick first. Of course, it's obvious. But. All right, Andy. It's me and you battling for the Sacco here for last place in the draft. I'd be all right with going last because there's two people I don't know who to pick from that I'm worried is going to get gone, but spin it. But remember, we're not doing a snake draft this week. We're doing a regular draft. And the wheel hates me, I swear. Ah, <laughs> suck it! <laughs> the wheel hates loser. me. Trucker Andy <laughs> gets the third pick. So, all right. Let's commence our first ever bald guy draft. Kyle, you got the first pick, man. Who's your bald guy you're picking? Oh, it's unquestionable. I'm going with the goat, Michael Jordan. Okay. Mm-hmm. A good one. Yep. That's a good one. Unquestioned. It is. That's a good one. I'm, I'm anti-Michael Jordan, but it's a good one. All right. So let's see here. Who was next? Carter. Classic Carter. Oh, man. Y'all already know who it is. You got to give me a hell yeah. I knew it's it. Old Stone Cold Steve Austin. What? Who? I don't know who that is. I know that can't be real. <laughs> what? You can't be serious. If you are, I'm going to remove you from the Zoom. (laughs) You know, funny story about Stone Cold, our part-time contributor, Jordan, you know, he's he's had this thing for like 10 years now when he starts getting really drunk where he wants to be Stone Cold. Yeah, he puts two beers. beers. Yeah. Yeah. His uh, stepdad or whatever came by and worked at which because he's a board member. And, uh, you know, and he said, hey, you used to live with Jordan. Do you want to talk to that <laughs> dumbass Stone Cold thing that he does? <laughs> I was like, no. Nah. I just kind of came out one day, and he just started doing it, and so we just kept encouraging it. He's like, that's some of the dumbest shit I've ever seen. <laughs> I, I'm not going to lie. I still encourage it. We're, on, we're oh, yeah. 28 years old, and if I'm with yeah. him, I'm like, Jordan, do it. Do it. Stone Cold. Stone Cold. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I saw all I do is trying to encourage him to do it. But, yeah, I just thought it was funny that uh, his stepdad was <laughs> It's like, that's the dumbest shit I've ever seen. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Trucker Andy, who's your pick? You know what? I was going to go with Stone Cold. Well, it was going to be my first round pick. But since the way uh, Carter said it, it actually made me think of somebody I hadn't thought of. 
Give me Mr. Stone Cold, Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson. Is he bald? He's bald sometimes, yes. yeah. Okay, that counts. That's fair. <laughs> Mike Tyson. <laughs> and it's actually, when he first said it, Andy, he's like, that's my man, Cold Stone. <laughs> that's my man, Cold Stone. He's like, that's Cold Stone, he's my man. <laughs> I thought you were trying to be Adam Sandler from Waterboy. I was like, he wasn't bald. <laughs> <laughs> my, ma- my mama said. <laughs> All right, so that leaves me uh, to close out the first round. I'm going to go with the big diesel, Shaquille O'Neal, one of the most dominant players of uh, NBA history, especially, dude, when you saw him, uh, the clips of him playing with the Orlando Magic, freak athlete. Uh, He was dominant as hell when he was playing for the Lakers. And not only is he a dominant basketball player, he's a hell of a NBA uh, analyst on TNT, funny to listen to, and he's a DJ on top of that who's been to Greenville uh, for for Doggy Jam. So give me Shaq. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You go. It means you go out to get with the general for your insurance. <laughs> He's even an insurance guy. What can this guy he, not he, do? He does everything. He does everything. Free throws. Okay, I can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Kyle. What's your next pick? Hmm. Was the condition they had to still be alive? No. no. There is no condition. Okay. So for my the condition um, was they have to be bald. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. I think my next choice this is a difficult one, but I am probably going to go with Jeff Bezos. Oh my gosh! Made made the penis rocket. He did do that. Made the penis rocket, which is one of the greatest memes ever. Which is just hilarious. And he does, I don't think he's aware it looks like a penis. Because there's no way you go up in space in that thing multiple times and know that it doesn't look like a penis. Thoughts? I mean, come is, on. Is, is, that the reason, is that the reason you picked him? Yes, he made a because penis rocket? A, it, yes, because it's hilarious. Because Elon Musk didn't make a Not penis rocket. Rich. Oh, yeah, yeah, that too. He's, yeah, I mean, he's. I mean, and he's not only rich, but like he's like one of those tech dudes that started out really nerdy and scrawny, and then he got super buff and jacked. That's because then, no one is truly ugly; they're just poor. <laughs> it started banging his next door neighbor, and his wife became the tenth richest person in the world just from the divorce. <laughs> and then he got just jacked and started partying with like twenty-five-year-old in Miami. Yeah, hoes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bugs and like, Hose, the Bezos story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great documentary name. Oh, you're on, you're on, oh, you're killing it tonight, Logan. Yeah, so Jeff Bezos, just because right. he's living a whole second life in his fifties. <laughs> I mean, that's actually true. But yeah. all right, Bezos. All right, CRC. All right, I'm all kind of pull on a little out of left field here. Uh, I'm sure there's awesome other ones. It's a left fielder. I'm sure. Uh, some of these, a lot of y'all are probably expecting me to do other picks. But uh, my second pick in this draft is uh, the man who has never died hard with a vengeance, Bruce Willis. Okay. Mm. Yeah, Specifically right. 90s Bruce Willis. Yeah, it's kind of sad he had just had to retire from... Uh, I know he did. It, it's uh, terrible, but man, there ain't many people that make better action movies than Bruce Willis. And he was married to Prime Demi Moore. Yes, he was. Mm. Prime to me more. And you, there's a reason people try and make and watch Die Hard every single Christmas or even any time of the year. It's It's that great of a movie. It's not a Christmas movie, though. Sorry. It's It's a movie that just happened to be set at the beginning of it around Christmas. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like that pick, Carter. I do. All right. T.A. I was worried that Kyle was actually going to take this one. I want the most powerful man at Spotify, Joe Rogan. Okay. Mm, Biggest audience out there. That's where Andy mm. gets all of his news from, his COVID news. Dr. Joe yeah, Rogan. Exactly. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Take a bunch oh. of horse medicine and you'll be fine. That's right. Ivermectin is directly up your dick hole and you'll be great. In other words, Andy is also consuming a liquid commonly used to wash vehicles. Water. (laughs) (laughs) I was was trying to think where you were with that. Okay. Uh, All right. So Andy with Joe Rogan, I like that pick too. I mean, I'm a a JRE fan, so I'm not a diehard, but I, I do listen on occasion. 
All right, so that brings back to me. Uh, second pick. Um, I'm going to go with one of the greatest TV characters of all time and one of the greatest TV sitcoms of all time. And that is George Costanza from Seinfeld. I love Costanza's character. Um, nothing goes right in his life and everything just is awful for him. And it's hilarious to watch his misery. Like the time it was going to be the summer of George and then he gets hurt and he's in the hospital. Can't keep a job, gets fired by the Yankees. Hilarious. George Costanza is a top tier TV character. So that's my next pick. Mm -hmm. So on my next selection, I need the, I need all of your uh, input. Do we qualify? Do we? Qualify this man as bald. I would like to know before I make my selection. Is Hulk Hogan bald? Yes, Hulk Hogan. Yeah, he's bald. definitely bald. Okay. That's why he wears the. Uh, yeah. Bandana. Okay. Well, yeah. Well, you know, he's not truly bald because he just doesn't. You know, he's got the old man. He's hair. got. He's got the skullet. Yeah. yeah that, okay. Sorry. I mean, Costanza is kind of the same way. So okay, he's bald. Okay. Yeah. Hulk Hogan is my next selection. What you gonna do, brother? Interesting out here picking from the world of wrestling, especially because uh, PK hates wrestling. Here. He was a wrestler. I didn't know that. Oh uh, yes, he you, you, only know, you only know him, You only know him from uh, Mr. Nanny and Santa with muscles, of course. <laughs> I only know him because of his daughter. Oh, his daughter that he constantly uh, wants to fuck. <laughs> we, we know what Kyle uh, really knows him from that video that leaked. Oh god! Yeah, sex tape years ago. Hulk Hogan did. Yeah, yeah. Hulk Hogan Hogan videotaped himself banging his best friend, Bubba the Love Sponge's wife. Oh, that's sick! (laughs) That's the real reason they caught picked him. (laughs) I really didn't know that. (laughs) Well, well, dang it! I was going to put him in porn star or pro wrestler, but and he would just be both. But answer is yes. Yes. Damn it. <laughs> All right. So Carter is back to you. All right. Um we're gonna go. This one I'm not sure whether I want to go with the actor or if I want to go with the character he portrayed in a certain series. Um I think I'm gonna go with the character, but um it is solely this actor's portrayal of him. It's Vincent D'Onofrio's portrayal of Kingpin in Daredevil. Okay, I love that pick. That he is literally one of the most sadistic, like, but yet charismatic villains in any Marvel um, property. And just the best part of that show, hands down. I mean, I like D'Onofrio and other things that he's been in. But he killed it as Kingpin. Oh, yeah. I'm right there with you. Fantastic pick. I'm still on my Marvel boycott, so I don't know. <laughs> but this is an old show from when you weren't. This is an old show. This was when it was on Netflix. Uh, oh, it recently just got put on to Disney+. Plus. Mm, okay. All right, Andy, you're up. Finally, The Rock has been chosen. There we go. I didn't the think he was off go the this board. Far. I don't. If this had been ten years ago, I would have had the Rock early. But hey, give me ten years ago, Rock. I mean, this is an after, ageless game. After the Super Bowl with that whole shit that he did, like I was just, I was like, okay, didn't see it. That's weird. All right, so the Super Bowl brings it back to me. Um, looking at my list here of people that I wanted to pick, I'm gonna go with someone in music and uh that's mr james taylor mm. love james taylor Ooh, that's a good one. yeah that is a good i didn't even think about him being bald yeah yeah but he's definitely bald no hair up there so shit you made me james, think of another one james taylor is definitely like an awesome musician awesome artist um and then I found this the craziest story I ever heard that he's the one who got the Beatles hooked on hard drugs. <laughs> yep. He absolutely so, was. Yeah. So James Taylor has lived a, a very, very uh colorful life. So James Taylor's my pick. Throw a little music in here on this music podcast and my bald guy draft. Mm. Okay, interesting. So <clears throat> I don't know if any of you know who that my next pick is, <clears throat> but one of my favorite shows growing up. 
not so much the new one, but with Drew Carey on whose line is it anyway? Colin Mockery. Oh my god! Oh, yeah, yes, God, he was oh, so think of Colin. Hilarious. Him and oh, Ryan my Stiles, god. along with Wayne Brady, for for some of the best laughs I've ever had in my life. The episode with um, God Richard Simmons. I've never laughed that hard in my life. I've cried. And yes, Colin Mockery, one of the most hilarious people ever. So, uh, the episode with Robin Williams is probably my favorite. Yeah, one. that's a good one too. Yeah. So Colin Mockery, my next selection. Damn, that's a good one. Shit. It's a very good one. All right, classic rock. Oh, Fourth man. pick for you. Well, I had a list of like 12 dudes lined up just in case. <sighs> and so far, none of y'all have really picked from my list. But Logan bringing up James Taylor and how we haven't done anyone musically yet made me realize I didn't have anyone musically on my list. But uh, I have to go with a man that I literally just thought of and I can't believe I just thought of him. I got to go with Phil Collins. Ooh, okay. I, I, I got to go with Phil Collins. I love me some Phil Collins led Genesis. He probably is like, my favorite male vocalist of all time. I hate that we couldn't put him on that list way back when when we made that list because he's not American. He's British. <laughs> That's right. We were but, talking Americans only. Yeah. So, yeah. Give me Phil Collins. I can feel him joining my roster tonight. Oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Chucker Andy. I don't know how I didn't think of this one earlier, but uh, easy Dave Chappelle. Damn it. Oh, damn. You, tell, you took one that I had on my list. Damn it. Great pick. Great pick. The OG. The Chappelle Show. Classics. Funniest comic, in my opinion, out there. Definitely top three, without a doubt. Yeah. No question. No, don't even have to think about top three. Damn you, Andy. Damn you. All okay. right. So it brings it back to me. Um, Trying to pick between these two here. I'm going to say go with TV character here again. And Andy, I'm surprised you haven't picked this yet. I really am. But I'm winging this. I have no one of the most badass TV characters of all time. And that's Walter White. Breaking bad. I'm I'm surprised he hasn't been picked so far. I know. Like he was one of my like. I didn't. I loved that show, but I didn't love it as much as everybody else did. So I was trying to like play fair here and give people a chance to draft Heisenberg himself, but they didn't. So as a late round pick for me, it's a pretty solid pick. I mean, give me the the king of meth on television, Walter White. Mm-hmm. All right, Kyle. I think you're coming up on your fifth pick. Are you going to round out your roster with? I think of. I can think of a really funny one that you should pick. Andy knows who it is. I just took my next two of my lists. Uh, a little stumped hair. Hmm. Hmm. I think I'm just going to default to... Think of memes. I, it, it would fit your team perfectly. Have lots of jobs. I'm just missing it. He's refusing to pick it. He is. He knows it. Just give us, really give, us your, give us your cop-out pick. I was going to pick Kobe Bryant. I really okay. don't know who you're talking about. Yeah, sure, okay. Genuinely, who is it? <laughs> the king of the memes himself, where people are like, hey, this is my cousin. He just came back from two deployments in Afghanistan. Can we get a oh. retweet? <laughs> okay, yeah, well, Johnny Sims. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah, that's a great one. You should pick that one, Logan. You already defaulted. You already I, I've already got my last pick secured. He, yeah, he's an honor. As long as nobody picks it. But all right, those Kyle. Meme, yeah, those memes Kobe. are hilarious. God, yeah, they they're are. so funny. Especially when they get famous people. Yeah. Oh, they, my God. They have no idea who he is. Yeah. They're, and it's, yeah. God, they're hilarious. Or politicians. Oh, <laughs> some of the greatest content on the world. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Carter. Who's your last pick? I am going to cop out so hard here because this is one that if you didn't think about it, you wouldn't think that this person is even on the roster. 
my last pick in the draft is Darth Vader. Okay. He's technically bald. He is technically bald. And he's literally like the most powerful Sith Lord ever. No, Palpatine's more powerful. Palpatine's mm. definitely more powerful. Mm, all right, fine. But whatever. Technically he's bald too. Technically he's bald too, but he's a wrinkly old man and not cool as hell. I'm gonna put it in the log is Darth Vader slash burned up Anakin. That's fair. That's fair. He had really hair is, before he was burned. Yeah, it really is. Uh, Anakin had hair, but when he got burned up and became Lord Vader, he had no hair. Mm. So. Carter, you wouldn't even like Star Wars. You've never even seen it. I have watched most of them once now. I've watched one through five now once. I need to get to six eventually. And you've got seven, eight, nine, Rogue One, Solo, The Man. Yeah, we're, we're getting there. 22, we're getting there slowly. We're getting there slowly. Uh, Kenobi. Please don't talk to me about Star Wars. I will just become irritated beyond belief. All right, Trucker Andy. <laughs> well, since Carter went evil, I guess I'll go evil as well. Give me Dr. Evil. Ooh, that was on my list. That was on my list. That's uh, what a great segue. Yeah. To, oh, that's phenomenal. Give me one million dollars. Well, that's not this much I as it used to be. Was, <laughs> all I wanted was sharks with freaking laser beams on their heads. <laughs> I like that pick. I really do. Yeah, that's, that's a great, great pick. That was on my list. It's great. Oh, so good. All right. I totally won this. I'm not even gonna lie. (laughs) Well, we're gonna put we're gonna put it out there and see uh see mine on the basketball court. Who people think won. But all right, so mine, I'm gonna close it out with one of the funniest comedians out there, one of the uh funniest television writers of all time, star of Curb Your Enthusiasm. If you haven't seen that, you're missing out. Mr. Larry David. Larry David is a um, hilarious, hilarious human being. So he's going to round out my last pick. And it's funny enough, he was a creator of Seinfeld. So, Have you ever seen the documentary uh, where Larry David got a guy from getting got a, he got a guy acquitted of like first degree murder? Really? Yeah. So there was a guy that in LA that was accused of like brutally murdering his wife and kids. And Larry David was filming an episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm at a Dodgers game. Oh, yeah. I've seen that episode. Yeah. And the guy just happens to be walking right beside Larry David when he walks up the uh, up the stairs to like awkwardly confront people. And it got the guy from going for a life imprisonment just because he happened to be right behind Larry David in the middle of filming an uh, episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm. That's a wild story. That's the only way he got acquitted because yeah. they had. I mean, he had no way to disprove any of it. But yeah, so no, except for the Constitution, you know, guilty until proven innocent. But well, he that's had, the I mean, opposite of what you meant to say. What did I say? You said guilty until proven innocent. Yeah, you, you know what I meant, man. <laughs> innocent until proven guilty. <laughs> innocent until proven guilty. There, my man. Andy's yeah. like, well, you know, hey, you know guilty that Constitution. Until you can prove them innocent. <laughs> I just said what Kyle said. And good thing you didn't go, just good thing you didn't go to law school. <laughs> maybe I would have learned that if I went to law school. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Oh man. All right. So we'll we'll uh update. I'm gonna try to put it into a graphic so we can put it on social media. See, and I'd I'd like to know who people think have won the bald guy draft here. Andy is confident his team was the best. I don't know if that's true, but I have Mike Tyson. Joe Rogan, The Rock, Dave Chappelle, and Dr. Evil. I mean, that is a solid team. I'm not going to like it's not solid. I, These are all. My team good can teams. buy your team, though. Mike Tyson could kill everybody on all y'all's teams. Jeff Bezos can not put Walter Mike Tyson White. in his penis rocket and ship him off to Mars. Dude, literally, Darth Vader could like force choke Mike Tyson before he even gets within range of him. <laughs> Mike Tyson. Bite Vader's ear off. Vader doesn't have any ears. I'll burn off. I think that I have probably the most entertaining team. My team would be amazing in an action movie. 
Um, do you want me to go over the seven others that I have on my list that did not get drafted? Yeah, let us know who w- so, were your undrafted free agents that you would have. So considered. yeah, my undrafted free agents uh, that may get picked up later down the line um, uh, are Dr. Charles Xavier from the X. Oh, that's a good one. I forgot all about Dr. Uh, Xavier. Uh, Never heard of the him. Big Show, Paul Professor White, X. Yeah, Solid. yeah, solid. Uh, Michael Clark Duncan. Okay. Don't know him. Specifically the actor, not technically any roles that he's ever done, though. He was also Kingpin. He was yes, Kingpin he was. in the Ben Affleck uh, Daredevil movie. But that movie was not that great. So, nope. <laughs> um, Terry Crews. Okay. Specifically Solid Terry Crews' character on Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Yeah. That's a, that's a great show. Uh, Bill Goldberg. That's another good one. Bill Goldberg. Specifically, like, 1998 Bill Goldberg. Fucking next. Man. Vladimir Putin. Yeah, (laughs) that's actually really funny. I I was like, I'm not going to pick him because I don't like communism and I think he's a tyrant, but that would have been really funny if somebody had done that. I could have had a hitter on my team. Uh, (laughs) An enforcer. (laughs) Not that who's that? Archvillain Lex Luthor. Okay. Specifically Lex Luthor from uh, the Justice League animated series. Uh, Right. A great character. And uh, my last one here. Uh, oh, it's true. It's damn true. It's Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle, is, I've never seen somebody go from being such a Carlton Banks looking fucking nerd to being a badass just by cutting his hair off. And that's what yeah. happened between Kurt Angle with hair and Kurt Angle without hair. Damn, no one picked Uncle Phil. No. Oh, yeah. No. Ah, yeah. Damn it. That's a good one, too. So many good ones Check. that were missed. Vin Diesel, Triple X. Vin Diesel's yeah. a good one that was missed. Vin Diesel, uh, you can miss me with that. I still take my team over that. The I mean, Rock I'm, is I'm with very... everything Vin Diesel wishes he was. Nobody picked Billy Joel. The Nobody picked man. Billy Joel. Damn. The Billy Joel. Billy Joel. Who? I hope you're joking. You better be joking. <laughs> be honest, the only time I've ever seen Billy Joel is in the Piano Man music video. What? Not bald in that, so no, he's not bald in that. He didn't get bald until after his prime, but no, stealth he counts. Oh, my boy Samuel Jackson, of course. Oh, yeah, that's a good one, That's a first round draft choice that somebody fucked up. Kidding me? I even thought about Pulp Fiction that uh, what's the other his partners started going bald. Can I make a trade? I didn't think about it. He started going bald, but I didn't think about his partner. Can I make a trade for Steve Harvey instead of Jeff Bezos? <laughs> All right, that's a good one too. I mean, it's, it's we've already recorded, and the the list is going to be out there. It's, I mean, it is in stone. You know, I actually thought about Steve Harvey, but for some reason, I thought he had hair. All right, so let, let's go this way. Por- here's the we'll, porn stash. Let's go this way. We'll we'll all pick one sixth man here. Uh, just like in basketball, you have your sixth man plays an important role coming off the bench. Uh, we're going to go in the same order that we draft it, and then we'll close out the show. Kyle, who's your sixth man? Danny DeVito. That's a good Ooh. one. So anyways, I started blasting. <laughs> Love that meme. Love that meme. Hilarious. Danny DeVito. All right, Carter. Oh man. Oh jeez. Golly. Gosh, gosh, golly G Willikers. Um uh, you know. It's gonna have to be Samuel Jackson. I can't have it be anybody else. It's Samuel Jackson. Damn, Damn it. Mace, Mace from me. I can't help it. Mace I was taking that one. Oh crap. I can't argue with that about Samuel. I mean, Mr. L. Jackson. I to be honest, I thought uh, Kyle royally fucked up not picking him. No, Danny DeVito is fucking hilarious. Yes, he is. He's just phenomenal and always something. Oh, oh yeah. Fantastic <laughs> show, and he's a perfect addition in season two. Love it's always something. So funny, man. Oh, my God. All right, yeah. T.A., who's your sixth man? Damn it. I was very confident. You have lots of things that up. Carter just kind of named that you can pick. I know, but I've done forgot them all. I, don't, I can't think of anything other than Kurt Anglin. I don't want him. Dr. Hey, Phil. What about the <laughs> Dr. Yeah, give me Phil. Dr. Phil. 
You want like Dr. That. Phil and not Uncle Phil? That's lame. I meant to say you Uncle Dr. Phil. Phil, Billy. I was thinking Uncle Phil, and I said Dr. Right. Give me the lawyer. Okay, Uncle Phil. You can take Uncle Phil. That's fine. All right, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw mine to be somebody that we didn't mention. And I don't know how we missed this guy, but mine is Charles Barkley. Oh, Charles Barkley oh, is terrible. hilarious. Hilarious. Love him. Do you even know what he looks like, Andy? <laughs> He's been bald glasses. for a long time. <laughs> All I know is the glasses that he wears now. He's been bald for forever. <laughs> well, Carter, I don't watch the past. I watch the current. Look, he's bald right now. He's bald now. I don't now. look above the glasses. <laughs> look the man in the eyes when he talks, not his head. <laughs> I have some respect about watching TV. Mm. All right, well, that's the bald guy draft. <laughs> All right, so make sure to go follow us on social media on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Check us out on our YouTube channel, ColdCansNetwork.com. Click subscribe, hit the alert button. Check out the website, ColdCansNetwork. Or ColdCansNetwork is the YouTube channel, ColdCansNetwork.com is the website. Um, check us out uh, there for some blog content. Carter's got a brand new article talking about the, his review of the AEW Double or Nothing pay-per-view or CM Punk won the World Championship. And yep. um, check out the shop while you're there. We've got... Uh, trucker hats, rope hats, and koozies available for you on the shop on coldcansnetwork.com. And as always, please go to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Amazon, Podbean, wherever you get your podcast. Give us five stars and great review because it really does help us out on the um, podcast charts. So if you will do that, if you're not going to give us five stars, don't do it. But if you're going to give us five stars, do it. All right. So for this episode of Country and Cold Cans, I'm Logan sitting here with Trucker Andy, Classic Art Carter, and Kyle. And we will see you next time. Peace out. Yeah.